Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm the host, Sean Boyce, and I'd like to welcome my guest to the show today, Dr. Mike Polanski, who is both a professor at RIT and the head coach of the Me First Academy. Hello, Mike. How are you? And welcome to the show. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much. I'm so, so excited to be here. Yeah, we're super excited to have you. Uh, before we go into what we want to talk about today, if you wouldn't mind, can you share a little bit more information about your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. Thanks so much. Um, so I describe myself as a pracademic, which is uh, the mashup between practitioner and academic. And I thought I coined that term, but then when I Googled it, I realized, no, I, I didn't coin it. Um, I like but, it. It's the first I, time I've heard it. I think it's really cool. <laughs> right? I mean, it sounds good. <laughs> and um, the reason why I describe myself uh, as such is I have a foot in both worlds. So I'm a professor of management in the Saunders College of Business at RIT here in Rochester, New York. And I've been here for wow, thirteen years now. So I, uh, yeah, it, it is. It's a it's a fun place to be. Um, I teach classes in leadership from all levels: undergraduate, MBA, executive MBA, and I also dabble in business ethics, which I still scratch my head at that one. I guess they wanted to try out an example of what not to do and uh, have me teach it. So <laughs> I have some fun with that as well. Um, and, and also cross-cultural management. Those are my three main areas. So that's the academic side. And on the practitioner side, I am the founder of Empower to Lead, which is my coaching and consulting practice. And right now, my big focus is on the Me First Academy for Next Big Challenge Leaders. So this is my collaborative for leaders who are facing the next big challenge, a new role, a new job, taking on a new change initiative, or sometimes it's just, I don't know what I want to do, Mike, but but it ain't this anymore. <laughs> so those are my people. Yeah. Very cool. And very familiar with that as well, too. I talk to a lot of people that are in situations <laughs> sure like do. that. So I'm sure it's very nice to have that kind of help when folks are kind of at that crossroads. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's a special, a special time. Very so, cool. And big fan of RIT as well, too. I went to I went to Drexel. Uh, which, which wasn't a uh, technology institute when I was there, but it used to be. And uh, I know a number of people from RIT, and they're all extremely sharp. So whatever they're, whatever they're doing at RIT, it's definitely working. <laughs> well, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Very cool. Uh, well, thank you for sharing, Mike. Uh, that's, that's helpful to note and uh, helps us with kind of stuff we want to talk about here today. I think a good place to kind of probably go first would be to learn more about uh, the business work that you do. Uh, talk a little bit more about your business. Like, what do you do? Who do you help? Uh, any examples of that would be cool before we talk more about, um, you know, anything between like business development and marketing and solving the like feast and famine problem in running a business like that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So thanks. So by its very nature, my, my academic, my university work in leadership, um, both on the, the teaching side and also the research side, it lends itself to, to actually getting out into the world and, and doing it. It's, it's leadership, which is about the most applied discipline that there is. So along the way, I have uh, worked with mostly uh, executive MBA students for, for over a decade. Um, I've implemented and designed my own 360 surveys, 360 degree surveys, which is a nice. leader development tool and coached um, the students in that program to, uh, to understand the results and to, to grow as leaders. Um, because I was doing that, I decided pretty early on to hang out the shingle. And uh, along the way, I've, I've done some one-on-one coaching, 
done some consulting, but it's always been hit or miss. You know, when things would come yep. along, if, if I had interest and, and capacity, I would do them, but it could be, you know, a year between different jobs. Um, and sometimes they would come right on top of one another. About three years ago, I decided, you know, I'd like to actually make a business out of this instead of just a hobby for which I sometimes would get paid. <laughs> <laughs> and I initially started down the consulting route. I was working with um, a uh, call center in Florida. Um, everything was going well. I was going in to design, you know, a top to bottom leader development program. Then COVID hit and within two weeks went from my site visit where everybody was fired up to everything shut down, including my counterpart losing her job at, at that company. Gotcha. So yeah, it, right? that's my COVID story. I know yep. everyone has one, um, but in some ways that was maybe a good thing because it forced me to pump the brakes a little bit while I was trying to balance my university job, home life with you know, all the kids home and, and my spouse, uh, who's a mental health therapist, not being able to meet with clients, but having clients who needed her more than ever. Yeah, it was, well said. It was a crazy, crazy time. Oh, yeah. Um, the upside was I realized, at least at this stage of my life, I need to be efficient more than anything else. And so I decided to focus on the coaching and development part versus the consulting part. So... Fast forward um, over the course of the last year, maybe 18 months, I founded the Me First Academy for Next Big Challenge Leaders. And as I said at the top of the show, Next Big Challenge Leaders are, are typically mid-career, and I, I throw a pretty big net to, to capture mid-career. Sure. Um, I work with everyone from people that... Uh, and maybe are in their very late 20s, early 30s that have had a lot of early career success, maybe even managed some teams, but are now thinking, what do I want to do? To the people that are in their you know, late 30s, early 40s who have had even more success, but really want to, to move way up in the company or out and, and do something completely different. Very and cool. then sometimes I, I even get uh, folks a little bit later on in their career, you know, the the typical second act people that yep. really do want to make a shift to something different because they've, they've been there, done that, have had a great ride and, and are ready for something new. Very cool. I have to imagine that uh, becomes particularly interesting work as you're diving into what people have done and then what they want to do next, taking yeah. on as I think is pretty, pretty much uh, accurately described and positioned that next big challenge, right? Is I, I imagine you get to talking with a lot of folks who are ready for something bigger, if not significantly bigger than they've worked on before. That's exactly it. And what's interesting, at least to me, is that that next big challenge usually comes in one of three forms. There's the, you know, I, I already have a dream. I already have an inkling of what I'd like to do and, and I'm trying to work towards it. There are the folks that have had their big next big challenge handed to them already either through things that they've worked for before and are just now coming to fruition. But sometimes it's a, a shock, either positive or negative. You know, the, the, um, you know, the proverbial offer you can't refuse that comes out of left field, or sometimes it's, you know, something, uh, you know, something tragic happens or a challenge, somebody loses a job, someone gets sick and, and now they, they have it on their plates, whether they wanted it or not. 
And then the third group are the, the ones that I, that I mentioned that is, I don't know what it is, but it's not this. And sometimes the really interesting people are the ones in that situation where actually their current situation is, is not bad, right? There's, there's, you know, good job, good, good life. You know, it's fine. It's fine. But there's just that, that knocking at the door that they, they just can't ignore anymore. Yeah. Like a calling almost. It's very right. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I have to say, I've been there myself, so I, I can relate to a certain extent. Uh, but it's cool, though. It's it's exciting so talking about kind of what the next chapter is. And I got to imagine it's always helpful to have someone to kind of who's kind of been there, done that. We can provide additional perspective and help folks think through this because it's also right. a little bit scary and intimidating, even for those that have been around the block before quite a bit. So there's probably a lot to discuss. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's no shortage of of things to talk about. That's Interesting sure. questions. Probably unique ones, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure you get when helping people figure this out. Very cool. Uh, super interesting work. Um, obviously probably uh, exciting for you as well, too, as you figure out kind of as they go forth and prosper while you're helping them, cool things that they conquer and new challenges, uh, what that the possibilities that that creates, which is super interesting as they climb from that point. Um, and then next, obviously, and what we talk a lot about on this show is for folks like you and I that are doing work, uh, typically independently to an extent, uh, freelance, consulting, coaching, these types mm-hmm. of things, there's an element of us to have to kind of like... Um, be uh, doing a number of things in addition to actually doing the work, right? It's like right. growing the business, meeting folks, finding those that need our help, communicating the value proposition, marketing, all that kind of stuff. So I'm also curious to learn more about how you manage all of those tasks as well too. Like what what has worked for you? What have you tried that hasn't worked? Anything you're interested in sharing and as you've been figuring those out and growing your business? From anywhere from like a business development and sales perspective, all the way to and through marketing, I'd love to learn more about. Yeah, I, I you know, and I, I'm, I'm so glad that you asked that, and I'm so glad that those are the things that you talk to your guests about and, and kind of at the heart because you're right. Thank we you. all deal with those and 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 probably struggle at times. It's tough with those as well. That was one of the reasons why, at least for now, I wanted to pivot away from consulting, which to me is very gig oriented to coaching, which I'm tend to find is a little bit more um, systemic and sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, you know, on the, on the consulting side, right. Go from one thing to the next. And as I mentioned earlier, sometimes there would be a long lull in between. And for me, that was, that was okay because this wasn't my primary occupation. Right. Well said. Which is blessing and curse. Uh, A blessing because certainly there's not the pressure there, Mm -hmm. especially the financial pressure, but also curse because the pressure isn't there. Uh, I I always say, oh, you know, whatever, don't don't worry about it. Um, And when I was working in, uh, on a consulting gig, uh, you know, I, 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 I probably love that more than anything else. I love being on site, not knowing what's going on, trying to figure out who the players are, trying to figure out what the problems are, right? Just that, that ambiguity, I come alive. Me too. I love <laughs> it as well. Nothing <laughs> so like cool it in the world. It and the messier, the better. Um, right. Exactly. But it's the, you know, it's the lead up to get to that point, And then all of the cleanup work after it, that really right. is draining. Um, and if I sure. could just be on site doing that stuff in the moment, 
yeah, I'd, I'd do that the rest of my life. Um, right. So switch to the, the focus in, in coaching and what I'm working on right now, and it's, it's coming about, but um, I think if we have this conversation in a year from now, I'll be able to answer that much better. Um, on the service side, I kind of have a three-tier approach. So these are all under the guise of the Me First Academy. And the introductory part is an online community where leaders are coming together. They can have uh, interactions with one another. Think Facebook group type type chat, right? So asynchronous um, chat-based um, approach. Along with that, I offer all of my trainings that I've put together through the years. We do a weekly live session. Sometimes that's open question and answer with me. I invite guest experts in to talk about various topics. And what I'll be introducing uh, very soon is a one-on-one fishbowl coaching experience. Where I'll coach somebody live for about 30 minutes in front of everyone else, and then cool. we'll debrief. So um, lots of different avenues to be able to connect and to learn without it being onerous, either in terms of time commitment or in financial commitment. The next level up that I'm, I'm just starting right now, in fact, we're, we're halfway through the inaugural beta version, is a cohort-based model where we're spending six weeks working together. Um, it's me and, in this case, three clients, so a very small, intimate group. And we're working through the Me First method, which is my proprietary framework for, for development having a great time. Cool. So I, I think this is that's awesome. It's gonna definitely uh be something that has legs. And then that that final tier would be one-on-one coaching, which I've always done and and uh I find that both gratifying and also the most challenging. Even when I'm talking to somebody about what that is, it's it's kind of difficult to answer that. Well, what does that look like question? Because it is so specific to the individual person. And that's that is one of the challenges um, to be able to represent it accurately, but also say, you know, sometimes we we get in there and we throw this whole thing out because that's not where the conversation needs to go. Well said. Yeah. Well said. So you got three pretty good pillars there. And the first that you mentioned as well, too, kind of those coaching sessions that you share. And what you fit into what I would describe as a routine, I think is something that I've also figured out, which has helped me quite a bit, figuring out like what's something that you can you can incorporate into a routine that fits into the work that you're already doing. So right. you don't, you're not as as affected and those factors that have a tendency to take us away from these activities that we really should be continuously investing into to some extent in order to be able to grow and spread awareness and build ourselves as an authority. Um, the element that I found that's worked best for me too, is figuring out how to incorporate it into a routine. Mm-hmm. Because if it's just like, if it's something I'm doing sporadically, that's something that's so easy to just kind of fall off when I get busy with anything else. So true. It's so true. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm learning that lesson the hard way. And I, if I somebody were to, right. And, but here's the funny thing. I don't know if you've experienced this. If someone were to come and ask me to speak about that or, you know, just a one-on-one conversation to get some advice, yep. I would absolutely say, you know, do less, focus more, right. Yep. Routine. I would give all the, the, the right bullet right. points. 
but boy, I, I sure have a hard time taking my own advice. <laughs> it is tough, man. It's really difficult. That's such a great point. It's like the, the shoemaker shoes problem, right? Uh, I worked right. as a mechanic back in the day and they were all fantastic at fixing the customer's cars, but their cars were a mess. <laughs> right, right. That is just such a common thing that you see everywhere in the same year, like no, no exception. I just, just last end of last week, a, a, a good friend of mine owns her own digital marketing agency and she's grown it from a, a solo practice. I think she now has six employees and this is in cool. six or seven years. That's they just launched their website. I think she maybe had like wow. a landing page, but you know, she and her team design wow. these beautiful websites and, you know, help people do all this stuff <laughs> and, you know, Hey, don't you think it's time? Maybe you have one <laughs> right. of these. Where's yours, right? That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. It's amazing how that happens. And over a longer period of time, too, people don't even realize it. That's such a great point is that having the ability to kind of take a step back and evaluate, you know, coach yourself to an extent, which it can be very difficult to do as such, you know, that like the work that you do. I, I have a coach myself. I'm an advocate for everyone to have one as well, also, because even if they're just telling back to you what you would have told yourself. That's a really hard thing for people to do for themselves, right. and it it's never necessary. Sometimes it's not quite as clear uh, until it's coming from someone else that you know or trust, or someone helping hold you accountable to those things. Because um, I, you know, left to my own devices, I feel like I can, with enough perseverance, I think I feel like I can solve most problems. But that one, that's one that's really difficult, and I've struggled and I spun my wheels quite a bit because I didn't have that element. Once yeah. I've added it and I recognize the value of it. From that point forward, it kind of changed everything. And now I just look for making sure I'm paired with the right coach, depending on which phase that I'm in. It's so true. And to me, that's the value of coaching. Definitely. A, a good coach, it's it's not the knowledge that that person has, although sometimes it is, certainly. Sure. But it's that ability to listen intently and and hear things that, that you're saying yeah. that you don't even hear yourself and reflect that back. I mean, that's the magic of a coach. I hear you say X, so true. tell me about X. And all of a sudden <laughs> you think that person's a genius. And all they did was actually just listen to you for a hot second. Right. Yeah. It's so true. I, I've had so many of those moments where I'm like <laughs> going into the conversation. I don't know which way is up coming out of the conversation. I'm like, I didn't know how I missed that, but I right. definitely did. And right. now it's so like the, the, the path forward to me is so clear uh, because to your point, right. It's like, you might think, and a lot of people find themselves in this routine as well, too, this situation from time to time where they're like, do I really need that? Uh, the answer for me is always going to be yes, because I have not had it. And then I have had it. And measuring it in that way is a dramatic difference and mm -hmm. huge help uh, for me and all the things that I've been trying to do. And even if it is just that one element where I'm able to kind of get the kind of advice that I would give myself, but for whatever reason, becomes exceedingly difficult to actually yeah do that task or own that, yeah. uh, just to have an appropriate sounding board, someone to bounce these ideas off of someone to, to, to keep you from yourself, essentially, because you know a lot of us have a tendency to want to be very driven and work on a bunch of different things. But in fact, we probably know in the back of our mind or subconsciously to some extent that we should be focusing on one or more of those elements, and we may not be doing that. And as such, that's not helping us. Right. That's exactly it. In fact, oh, actually, it fell on the floor because I was moving some stuff around. Anyway, I had a little sticky note on my monitor, and nice. it simply said, "Out is greater than the greater than sign. Out is greater than outstanding." Right. Awesome. Right Love now, it. out the door trumps perfect yep. every single time. 
So true. That's another one that is, uh, I talk about that from time to time because I have a background in technology as well too. So I used to write software right. and, um, when you're just, when you've only kind of learned that, at least this was the extent for me, and we were writing code and building stuff, we would basically, we would push for it to be perfect and then be afraid to share with anyone until it was that, which of course it never is. So you get stuck in this infinite loop of basically never getting the product out there. So that right. be, that has become for a lot of us. And what I say from time to time is we, we ship at 75%, which is basically right. like we release it to the world when it's three quarters of the way done. Uh, the rest of it will come from there, and the rest of the uh, of that work there is kind of diminishing returns at that point. So we need to right. get it out there. We need to test it. Right, right. Well said. Another difficult but, concept to really truly appreciate until you've uh, been in that, been stuck in that routine. Right. Well said. Cool. Uh, so that I love that. Uh, I also love the fact that you are you found something that complements the work that you do very well from a, like a yeah. marketing perspective. This is why. Uh, this is why I built Podcast Chef, which is a service to kind of offer that for folks who want to do something similarly or find something they can invest in that helps them with, in particular, this area, business development, marketing, but matches kind of their routine because us as like soloists or small teams, there isn't a lot of time and effort to go around or anybody that can necessarily dedicate to like BD or marketing full time, right? Because we have mm-hmm. to we have to strike that balance of actually doing the work and then telling other people about the work, meeting people that might need our help sharing the results, that type of thing. So what you've described in that like coaching session that others can kind of tune into, that gives you the ability to not just simultaneously do the work, but also show to others what, you know, give them an idea, the ability to kind of experience it as as well as not just what it would be like if they were involved, but the value of it too, the type of conversations that you can have and the progress that you can make. I love, I love seeing examples of those really efficient solutions to these creative or unique problems and challenges we have kind of growing and building these businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would definitely compliment you there. It's not something that like is diametrically opposed or dramatically different than what fits your normal routine. It's doing the things that you need to do in order to grow and share this with others, but it complements the work that you're already doing also very well. Well, thanks. Yeah. I, I appreciate that, uh, that feedback and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's such a balance. Um, I don't, I also find myself sometimes solving problems that aren't problems yet. Same here. And I, I so appreciate the value of seeing several steps down the path or finding somebody else who can see those steps. And I think that that's really important to do. However, um, sometimes it's, it's easy to focus on 10 steps down instead of the step that's right in front and end up, doing a lot of things that aren't necessary right now at this particular stage. So that's another ongoing challenge. Yep. The whole like kind of a oversimplification version of it, but same idea, right? Don't, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it kind of thing. It's like get that order down. There's a, and there's a time and a place, prioritize all that type of stuff. Excellent recommendation as well, because you can get stuck in over designing or over engineering anything when in reality, focus on the problem at hand first move forward from there. Right. You got it. Better, more practical approach for sure. Awesome. Um, Mike, thank you so much for being here. Uh, I've got a couple of questions for you uh, before we let you go. Sure. And the first is to talk about any resources that you might want to talk more about that where people can go to learn more about what we talked about on the show or your work in particular. And I know you have recently released a book 
which uh, I would love to hear you talk a little bit more about and share with our audience. Yeah. So thanks. So yes, um, I recently published the Me First Method, a leader's guide to finding, facing, and embracing your next big challenge, which so much fun to work on. And for me, it, it does two things. Number one, it becomes my, my primary marketing and business development vehicle. Well and number two, it becomes my primary way of sharing what I have learned with the world. All right. So it's out there unashamedly. In fact, I say it right on, well, it's on page two now. Um, there's two reasons why I wrote this book and I, I just named them. So I'm very transparent about why. Um, so that is, uh, that's the best place to, to get to know me in, in, in greater depth. So it's mefirstmethod.com. That's M-E, the numeral one, S-T, me first, mefirstmethod.com. And you can purchase the book there. I have it in ebook form, um, EPUB for Kindles, PDF. Also have an audio, ber- audio version that I, uh, I throw in, as well as a whole bunch of bonuses, 10 bucks. All right, so I'm just putting it out there as, as, again, my way of sharing with the world, but also for people to get to know me. So that is the best way to, to learn about who I am and what I do. Very cool. Uh, that's very exciting. Congratulations. Uh, I'm looking forward to learning more, uh, getting a copy of it myself. I, I've yeah. heard it described well. You did a great job in, uh, in terms of talking about how the book is going to be a great resource for you in all these important areas that we talked about on the show. But I think in, in terms of like how I've heard a book being referred to, it's like a it's like a 10,000 word business card or something like that. Uh, something to the extent where it's like one of the best ways to learn more about you, the work that you can do, kind of results that can be generated, that type of thing, um, that just helps with everything else that you're trying to build. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's something something kind of special about books. I mean, I, I love podcasts. I love listening to podcasts. You know, I'm a diehard podcaster. Um, I read some blogs for a few people, but I don't know. For me, there's just something about a book. You know, they've been around for, well, <laughs> hundreds of years. Um and uh, I still think it's the best way to to get to know someone that you're not sitting right next to. Super well said. I love reading. I'm much more sl- I'm much takes me much more time <laughs> to read. I say because I'm a slow reader, but I love reading, and I I do genuinely feel like I retain potentially a significant significantly more when I'm reading and diving in. Perhaps because I'm investing more time. Um, but I find that really valuable. I consume information from a ton of resources, podcasts as well, but the reading element will never go away. That's for sure. Yeah. I do like the audible audio version. That's kind of cool. Cause I can like, I can, if I can focus on that too, I can consume it more quickly, but, uh, I agree. Like whenever I want to learn more about a topic, I always go to books first. I, that might be a little old school at this point, but I feel like I get, if I find a really good book on a topic, I learned so much from that. And I still feel like that's one of the best resources. I agree. Um, and by the way, I recorded my own audio book that I, I include here. So I was going to ask about that. Yes, um, it, it's included. It's all one package deal. And uh, Very you know, cool. those of us out there that would like to listen on 1.2 speed, because that's more efficient. I, I never I listen at too. regular speed to anything anymore. Me neither. <laughs> I'm not a person that is necessarily in a big hurry, but that's Thanks. something that really does get under my, my skin is having to listen. I to have to do that speed. too. I can't <laughs> listen on normal speed. <laughs> it's right. so yeah. funny. Super cool. That's awesome. I also love when it's recorded uh, by the author as well, too. I think that's a nice touch. Yeah. So well played there. Thank you, Mike. Uh, and last question I have for you is who should reach out to you and how can they get in touch? Sure, Sean. Um, 
the people that I love to work with are those next big challenge leaders. So if you're listening and you are facing a new challenge, right? taking on a new role, a new job, new company, a major change initiative, or if you're one of those, I don't know what it is, but it just ain't this, um, then, then let's talk. And you can get in touch with me two ways. One, just go to mefirstmethod.com. Or I'm also quite active on LinkedIn. So you can look me up, Mike Polanski, um, on, on LinkedIn, and feel free to, to reach out to me there. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing that and all those resources for all of our listeners. We'll include links to everything in the show notes, including the book and Mike's contact information. So um, thank you, Mike. I just want to say how much I appreciate you being here and sharing your knowledge with myself and our audience. Thank you, Sean. This has been so much fun, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Consulting Trap. If you have a suggestion for a future episode or you would like to be a guest on our show, please send me an email at sean at podcastchef.com. That's sean, S-E-A-N, at podcastchef.com. P-O-D-C-A-S-T-C-H-E-F.com. Before we go, we'd like to thank the sponsor of our show, Podcast Chef. Podcast Chef helps turn ordinary podcasting into a revenue-generating lead magnet for your consulting business. Our podcasting done for you service takes away the headache of starting up and running your own podcast. Reach out now to take advantage of our 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit us at podcastchef.com to find out how our team of experts can help you leverage podcasting to take your consulting business to the next level. Hey, you. Yes, you. It's uh, 2024 and you don't have a podcast yet, or maybe you do, but you're struggling with it. Uh, We will talk to you about that uh, for free. We'll help you figure out uh, where you might be stuck, uh, whether or not we can help you for sure. But also, uh, if you don't have one yet, what are the like first five things you can do? Uh, What are some great angles that you can use to make sure that your podcast was sustainable as you start to develop that moving forward? Uh, Those consults are free. So reach out at the link below uh, in the show notes or email me at brian at podcastchef.com. Thanks. Hi, this is Brian. Thanks for listening to the show. Uh, Our website, podcastchef.com, has a ton of useful information about how to best leverage podcasting to help you solve some of your business goals and challenges. You can also schedule a demo uh, where we can show you how specifically Podcast Chef and our team can help you with some of your podcasting goals. Thanks.